You are listening to Cafecito con Magali and Glenda podcast, a place for empowerment, fitness, beauty, music, Latino culture, and so much more. Welcome back. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? Good. I'm excited. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I want to tell you something and I want you to, okay, besides my Ariana Grande wing liner that you're looking at and nobody else could see, but I I have a side part because I don't know if you heard, but side parts and skinny jeans are out of style officially. Wait, what? Side parts and skinny jeans are out of style officially. But I always have a side part and I only wear skinny jeans because I'm short. Does that mean I'm out of style? I heard it on TikTok and I kept seeing it on TikTok, like people's reaction to how I feel after I found out that side parts and skinny jeans are out of style. I saw a few videos. I saw it on Instagram too. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, I, you know, I've never been a skinny pant girl. Like I've always loved flares like through and through since I could remember, like I love a good flare and a wide leg. Like I don't care. But as far as a side part, I'm like, who cares how you part your hair? And that's why I have my, my side part, because I want to show you and everyone that I don't care. And obviously, like, I've never been trendy or in style. I think my style is to be out of style. Yeah, I feel you. Well, thanks for the support. Thanks. Yeah. I know you like skinny jeans, and those go with you because you're shorter, which I think you would look so good in flares if you wore some, like, a good wedge or a good, like, chunky boot, and then you wore some long... <laughs> flares you look so tall girl so Magali tall. has been trying to get me into flares for as long as I've known her like I can't and I'm just it's just not me and I always see flares and I send her the link like oh look these are for you <laughs> yes thank you I will never forget when I was trying to buy flares at express this is probably like 2014 I needed a new pair of flares because the ones that I had were like ripping underneath my butt so I go in there and I'm like looking through the jean styles and I have like boot cuts, straight legs, skinny, super skinny, crop. And I'm like, where the fuck is a flare? So I remember asking the girl, do you guys have any flares? And she's like, oh no, we don't carry flares. And I'm like, what? She's yeah. like, yeah, we don't have that style. I'm like, where can I get that style? She's like, I don't know. The 70s. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, what this bitch? Oh, you know what I also love? A good boyfriend cut jean, like a kind of like a loose jean. That's really cute too. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, um, Levi's had a sale mm-hmm. and they had a sale because they couldn't sell those jeans and you can't return them. So I bought these. They're like wedgies, but they're, um, they're like a wedgie jean and they're non-stretch. So they're like really tight on me. So they kind of look like a boyfriend jean on me and they kind of look like a a little flare like a mini flare like if like a flare had like a cousin (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what you're talking about yeah they look like that they're not my favorite they're a high rise but I think you would like them on me they're not my favorite they're not my style but I can't return them so I'm stuck with these new jeans they sound really cute I'm sure you can like dress them up dress it down like rock it different ways I think it'll be really cute you have to show me yeah I'll show you you. so before we start talking about the Super Bowl this morning Mm -hmm. I had almond butter on a rice cake and like I sliced some bananas put some honey sprinkled some cinnamon so bomb but after I ate it my hands 
and my arms were so tingly and like I started itching and I'm like why am I itchy and it was weird it was like a tingle all over and I'm like am I fucking allergic to almond I was like no way and then because I've been having all these issues this week like because I'm old yeah I know I get you (laughs) so I am lactose intolerant I've said this before but I always have like a little bit of dairy like I'll have cheese I'll have pizza I'll have ice cream just like a little bit every day, but sometimes it catches up to me and then suddenly I'm really sick. I drink probably like four ounces of almond milk in my coffee every single day. And I've been putting more lately in the morning. And these last three days I've been throwing up in the morning, like sick. And I'm like, I think I'm allergic to almond. And this whole time I've been drinking almond Uh, milk and the almond butter, I think, because it was so concentrated when I felt it on my body. I'm like, oh my goodness. But I think that's what it is. I haven't taken an allergy test and I'm not a doctor, but I know my body. So I'm like, something is up. Like, why am I itchy right now? And I kept looking at my arms and I had like a little bit of bump, but they went away. But I was like, okay, I have the Benadryl on standby just in case. It's so crazy. I'm like, what's happening to my body? Like, I'm so ultra, ultra sensitive to any change in diet, like food. It just, it's so crazy. Apparently it's called old age. Mm-hmm. I know me too. My allergies are back. I know what it is though. I, I know that they changed the, I'm assuming that they changed the formula to my deodorant, my favorite deodorant. And I think that's what it is. So yeah, I have, aller- my allergies are back as well. I'm sorry to hear that friend. It's and okay. My probiotics that I've been taking that I'm practically done with. I think I, there's are they common? no. It, they're they're gluten-free. I bought them at Trader Joe's. I looked at them. I'm like, oh, cool, gluten-free, whatever. I looked at the back and it has milk. They contain milk. You didn't know, but now you know. Now I know. Yeah, I ordered some new ones. I ordered some new stuff and maybe we'll, I'll talk about it next week, like the new supplements that I got so I can have energy and function correctly. Oh, let me tell you about, before we get into the Super Bowl, about what happened on Monday with uh, PJ. Oh, yes. So a transient try to fight PJ <laughs> at Starbucks. <laughs> oh my God. Did he square up like this? Yeah. The transient? Yeah. The yes. transient. Oh no. Yes. He did square up. And I got scared at the time. I was scared and it was not a joke. But now, like now that I think of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the funniest thing ever. Just to kind of give you guys a picture, every morning I get to work and PJ and I walk to Starbucks, we place the order and I take PJ on a short walk. Mm -hmm. So we were coming back from that short walk to pick up our coffee. So I saw him, I saw him fighting with the air. I saw him like throwing a piece of paper at another car. He was in front of the doors, but I was like, I'll just go around him. I didn't see him as a threat. Yeah. And as soon as I tried to open the door, I put my hand on the door handle. I saw the store manager and four employees in the lobby. So then I look at them and then I look at him and then he gets in front of me and tries to fight PJ. He goes, let's go, let's go. And I just pull PJ all the way back. And the store manager comes out because now like, he's threatening like a customer and she gets in his face I was like oh my gosh don't do that like they're crazy they're on drugs you know and um she tells him that he needs to go across the street and he said no I told you to get me some water so you need to go get me some water she goes I will get you the water but please you're interrupting like my my business and just go and I will get you the water I told her you know what we'll come back 
she was like okay and um he opens the door and he yells at her and he tells her go in there and go do your job and I just walk away because he was scary you know and then the next day the baristas when PJ and I walked in they were talking about how he was trying to fight PJ because PJ is famous at Starbucks right Mm -hmm. at the local Starbucks and the other girl was like no really she was like yeah he was trying to fight him (laughs) (laughs) poor PJ did PJ react that's what everybody keeps asking honestly I didn't pay attention to him I just got him away as fast as possible I don't think he reacted because I think I would have heard like a bark or a growl and that's not Mm -hmm. something I heard I just pulled him away like from the situation and I was like oh my goodness yeah that's what happened somebody tried to fight him oh that's so sad well he's a puppy I mean dogs can sense like danger they can sense something's wrong but PJ's a puppy or maybe he did and you didn't even realize that since you pulled him so fast yeah but that's what happened it's pretty funny now (laughs) now well yeah you're laughing and, and telling me but it's just the thought of it. Like I'm super scared of homeless people and I shouldn't be. And it's sad because they're people, but whenever I go jogging and I see like a transient or homeless, I'm like, fuck in my head. I'm like, they're going to attack me. And I hate to feel that way because there's no way, there's no reason for me to like get so scared. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when you told me I was like terrified, I'm like, oh my goodness. I think I would have (laughs) fainted. Yeah. I know there's video. I wonder if they'll be able to get it. Because it happened right in front of the Starbucks store. <laughs> so tell me about the uh, side court Karen. <laughs> <sighs> yes, I forgot about her. So she's courtside Karen. Oh, courtside. What did I say? Side court? Side court. <laughs> <laughs> like sidebar. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers were playing in Atlanta. They In Atlanta, they let people into the stadium. Or not the stadiums, I'm sorry, the arenas. It's not that many people and you can hear everything. And yeah, fans always kind of mess with the players and stuff. But apparently Karen's or uh, courtside Karen's husband said something to LeBron. So LeBron said something back. Apparently his wife did not like that. So then she starts talking shit to him and she starts flipping him off and she takes her mask off and she's like just running her mouth. So he tells her to sit her ass down. Oh, and that was it right and then she really loses her shit (laughs) and so then she goes you sit your ass down and then it got so bad that the refs had to stop the game and they kicked her and her husband and their friends out of the game it was already fourth quarter so I know they were running their mouths for a really long time Mm. and um she decided to get on social media and I believe she got on live and she explained her story and her whole thing went viral okay and so everybody started calling her courtside Karen and then there was memes everywhere everybody was laughing like the and then mm-hmm. at the end LeBron James didn't really think it was a like a big deal he kind of just brushed it off he said it wasn't it wasn't as big as everybody made it seem And then at the end, he tweeted, courtside Karen was mad, mad. And then everybody, you know, started tagging him. Since then, she's apologized and taken full responsibility. She just says, you know, they're very passionate about the game, but it shouldn't have gotten to that extent. Hmm. But she's just an interesting character. She's 25. Her husband is like 60 plus. They're rich, rich. She's beautiful. I saw her not like beautiful beautiful but she's like was she was like super dolled up 
Yeah. And um, she's a YouTuber. I think she's like a makeup artist YouTuber. Mm. But I think this kind of boosts her audience too. Yeah, it did. She got what she wanted. Everybody got what they wanted. <laughs> I, I mean, but don't people talk shit at games? I've never sat courtside, but I've gone to a bas- basketball game and like people are talking shit all around. So, like, if you're sitting courtside, are you not allowed to talk shit to the players? I mean, you can do what you want, but then don't get upset when a player says something back. You know, you can only take so much. And um, it's already four quarters. So, the only the she just got upset because he said something back. So, yeah. it's it has to be a two-way, like, street. It just can't be, like, a one-way street where the fan just talks shit, talks shit, talks shit, and doesn't expect the person to stand up for themselves. But that was really funny. And I'm sure everybody saw the memes. And if you haven't, you should. Um, People were like, dang, what a way to kick off uh, Black History Month. (laughs) Because we want white girl to sit down. (laughs) I mean, I don't see this incident being about race. It just happened to be about sports. Happened to be that she's white and he's black. I mean, it's not like he she had a racist remark or he did, you know? Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. So that was that. That was super funny. Get into Super Bowl number 55. Oh, yeah. So the Kansas City Chiefs are playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it's kind of like an old versus new. Patrick Mahomes is mm-hmm. the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's only been in the league for three years. And, la- and he's won one Super Bowl already. And this will be his second Super Bowl appearance. Patrick Mahomes is really good. Young, right? And then... The greatest of all time is making his 10th <laughs> Super Bowl appearance, Mr. Tom Brady, with a new team. So he's not with the Patriots anymore. He's with Tampa. Mm-hmm. As of right now, he has six wins. So I think he's pushing for his seventh wow. win. But he is a much older player. So it's kind of like a Super Bowl, the new versus the young. Like, wow. So, cool. so it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. It's going to be a really good game. Tom Brady's going to win. Okay, so I was going to ask that. Who do you think is going to win? The Bucks. The AKA Bucks. Tom Brady. Okay, okay. Yeah. You just, you're going to pick uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, huh? Yeah, because the Bucks um, beat Green Bay. See, I don't know much, but I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch Super Bowl. I'm not a big football fan, but I do like to watch the Super Bowl. I watch it for the halftime show, obviously. Like last year was the best halftime show I've ever seen. Aside from Prince in 2007, Prince, to me, when he performed, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And it freaking rained. Yeah. Yeah, it rained. It was Mm -hmm. beautiful. That performance was amazing. And then all the ones after that, I don't think I've watched a Super Bowl every single year. Bruno Mars. I love Bruno Mars. I think he's great. And I don't think I watched the Super Bowl with Beyonce because I saw that I was like looking at all the previous performances. Mm -hmm. I don't remember watching that. Do you? Yeah, I've seen both of them. She's made two Super Bowl appearances. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. And then the Lady Gaga. I don't know if I watched that Super Bowl with you. Yeah, we did. We watched oh, that yeah. in Yes. And we couldn't even get a freaking seat, but I remember the Lady Gaga performance. Yeah. That was good, but I think maybe because of the, like, where we were at, I wasn't actually able to, like, watch it, watch it. Mm-hmm. But I love Lady Gaga a lot. And so I would say for sure, like my top are is last year's Bad Bunny and Shakira and J Lo, Prince. And- I forgot El Conejo Malo was on there. Yeah. Dang, I forgot. Uh huh. Keep going. Sorry. Bruno Mars. I was there at the Super Bowl that year. Which one? The one with Bruno Mars. That was in oh, 2014. Oh, yeah. And Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh no, I wasn't in that one. It was his very first uh, Super Bowl appearance where he was by himself. 
Uh, okay, 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 okay. 2014. Wait, 2019 was Travis Scott? I don't remember watching that. Did you watch it? Yeah. So my favorites. Yes, Prince was amazing. But both of Beyonce's, like, she is just a performer. So those are my two favorite. Um, and then I think the most memorable Super Bowl was when I saw Janet Jackson's nipple ring. <laughs> I forgot about that. What year was that? Was that on the list? Uh, I don't know what year it was. It, it must was have been like 2004, old. 2004, yeah. maybe, because she was the, for a really long time because of that, they did not bring uh, female performers. Oh, because of the nipples. Yeah, I don't know. It was a wardrobe malfunction, mm-hmm. but I was, I remember it clearly. I'm watching the Super Bowl halftime because I've just always been a fan. All of a sudden it ends and he pulls it off and I'm like, oh, I just saw a boob and a nipple. And I couldn't like rewind and nobody was next to me. And I was just like looking around, like, did you see that? And it was like, nobody, it was crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, and Janet Jackson, just like her brother is a performer, you know, so is Justin Timberlake so I really enjoyed those um I really loved last year's it was more I felt more it was closer to home I think that's why I loved it more but again JLo and Shakira are probably one of the best performers as well those are mine but they're almost similar this month is Black History Month and we're gonna do something each episode so today I'm gonna do I'm gonna name a few people who have lost their lives to police brutality. Magali is going to talk about some of the activists. Yes, actually looked up and researched more recent activists, Black activists. Mm -hmm. We all know of the civil rights activists that we've had in the past, but I wanted to focus on more recent from the last few years. Awesome. So I'll get started. The first one that I think you guys should know who he is, is Tamir Rice. In November of 2014, he was playing in the park with his 14-year-old sister. He had a toy gun in Cleveland, Ohio, and somebody called the cops. And they said, it's a teenager. It could or could not be a gun. could be a toy gun. The police arrived, and two seconds after they arrived, they gunned him down. And they held his sister down. They put her in the police car. They didn't even give him a chance. They were alleging that he had a gun, but it was a toy gun, and he was at a park. What do you do at a park, your kids? I just felt like this story hit closer to home because my brother and I are really close in age. So my brother and I we do more boyish things. So that would be something that him and I would be doing at a park, playing around, chasing each other and him having a toy gun. Yeah, it was it was just really sad for me. I feel like you guys should know who he is. The police officer did not get in trouble. He did not get fired. I think he got suspended for 10 days. They actually laid him off, not for this, but because he lied on his application, on his work application. His name is Tamir Rice. His family did end up getting a settlement of $6 million, but that's not going to bring back their son or her brother or the trauma that she's going to have for the rest of her life. For what? For being innocent? For being kids? I chose Rachel Cargill. She's a writer, activist, and public speaker. 
She seeks to educate the public on matters of racial injustice, systemic racism, feminist, and white supremacy. So she developed The Great Unlearn. It's an online learning platform to help people unlearn white supremacists and while forming a broader and clear understanding of history and society. So if you want to see her in action, check her out. She was on a TED Talk. So mm-hmm. you can find that on YouTube. I'll probably watch that later. And you can also check her out on all social media platforms. Nice. Okay. The second one you guys should know about is Stefan Clark. In 2008, he was at his grandmother's house in his backyard. The cops shot him 20 times because they thought he had a gun when he really had a cell phone in his hand. That was in Sacramento, California. I just thought it was um, important because the DA decided not to file any criminal charges on his behalf. So nobody got in trouble, but he wasn't a threat. He had a cell phone. These officers are professionals. I think there should be some training. You can't shoot somebody 20 times if you feel like they're a threat. I think you should shoot them like in the knee or somewhere it's not going to kill them, you know? He was in his grandma's backyard holding a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Holding a cell phone. I'm unaware of what he was doing there, of what he, why he was in his backyard or in his grandmother's backyard, but that's where he died. So he was only 22 years old. Next activist is Ijeoma Ulo, which is the author of the book that we're reading. So you want to talk about race. This book was featured as an essential read list in the recent weeks, which is amazing. And so far, I'm halfway through on chapter six. And it's a lot of things that I'm learning or new, but it's just like a different perspective as I'm reading. A different perspective that I am seeing. Definitely recommend. Um, So in the book, she explores race from a range of different angles to empower people to be more confident when they talk about issues such as white privilege and intersectionality. And she also writes for a number of publications, including The Guardian and The Stranger. And she regularly travels across the U.S. for speaking tours. There's a tweet that she tweeted, and I wanted to read it to you guys. This is from June 2020. When we say Black Lives Matter, we mean, we better mean all Black lives. Black women's lives, Black trans lives, disabled Black lives, queer Black lives, every Black life. If you aren't here for all of us, then you aren't here for Black people. I thought that was really powerful. I really, I really loved what she said. Looking forward to finishing the book and then we can share it with you guys. Yeah. Okay. In Rochester, New York City or NYC, Daniel Prude was experiencing a mental health episode when police were called. Apparently, they didn't know how to handle that situation, and he died due to asphyxia. So basically, he couldn't breathe, which happens a lot (laughs) in the hands of police. So his death is still under investigation. But nobody's been fired. Nobody's been arrested. It's probably just going to go down just like another death by a cop to another Black man. They were told that he was having a mental health episode. So they should have been aware. (sighs) He shouldn't have died. Like, you can't even have mental health issues because the police don't know how to handle it. Instead, they end up, like, holding you down and 
choking you to death. Wow. My last activist is you and me. I was gonna go like further and choose another activist, but I was like, truly, we all can be activists ourselves. Like we can all play a role making this a better place and like to stop all this hate and there's all this nonsense. And there's like different roles that you can fill. Like you don't have to, you know, just protest. There's so many things that you can do. And I think one thing you can start is like by researching and educating yourself, volunteering, protesting. Most importantly, like don't be a fucking racist. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think like think about that because there's like so many activists out there and like people doing different things, but like you can be one of those people just by doing like one small thing, one thing every day or just one small thing. And if everybody does one thing and changes one thing, just think about all the people that just change one thing. Like it goes a long way. That's pretty cool. I didn't think about us (laughs) in that sense. But yeah, I think what I try to do is start the conversation. A lot of times we're just ignorant to certain things or we're just so accustomed to saying these racial, I wouldn't say racial remarks, but we're just used to saying certain things like la negra, you know, when we just need to fix that ourselves we're so accustomed of just saying certain words that are hurtful that we don't even realize that they're racist and also just talking to your family members and what I've learned recently is just to call people out they don't like it Mm, you know call them out the other day I told somebody I'm like it's just because you don't like black people they had no idea what to say to me afterwards like (laughs) uh, but I think it makes them think And it makes them think before they speak again that I'm going to call them out or that somebody else is going to because this is not the time to be saying shit anymore. Yeah. And also doing research that is beyond like what you see on social media or just like Mm -hmm. popping up in the news. Like you can go beyond that. You can look for different sources. Like you don't just have to believe what you read. Like what's there in your face like go digging Mm -hmm. for more information like do more research there's so much out there to educate yourself and like to learn like why or what has happened or what can you do or what are things that you can contribute right now so don't Mm -hmm. just like take the easy route and then just believe what is around you there's just so much information out there and I like I'm holding back because there's like a lot more that I would like to talk about but it goes with the discussion of the book so I'll just wait for that okay okay (laughs) my last one is Botham Jean I'm so sorry if I'm not saying his name correctly he was in Dallas Texas this case I did hear about but I just thought it was important to share so in 2008 he was at home eating ice cream when an off-duty police officer went into his apartment she allegedly thinks, uh, allegedly says that she thought it was her apartment and she thought that there was an intruder. So she shot and killed him. I don't really understand how a mistake like that can be made, especially if you're a trained professional. But she was found guilty of murder. She was sentenced to 10 years. But the reason why I felt like I wanted to share this, even though this case was it was really hyped up by the media is the Botham's Botham's brother Mm -hmm. Um, during the court 
hold, um, gave her a hug and told her that he forgave her. That's important to forgiveness is important. And that's why I felt like I should share this particular case. When somebody takes something away from you that you love, but you're willing to forgive the person that did it, that just, just really defines who you are as a person. And I think that's a lesson that we should all take. It's easy to love your loved one, but it's really not easy to love those who have hurt you. Yeah, that's why I want to share that one. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I found it very heavy. I kind of feel like when I watch a scary movie where I'm like, oh, this was heavy, but it's real life. It's like people's lives that we're talking about. People need to know their name. Thanks for listening. Tune in to the next week Valentine's episode.